brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello and welcome to the Infectious Group Podcast, part of the Odd Pods Media Network. Recorded at the 33 and a 3rd Music Appreciation Center in Speakeasy, located just outside of Detroit, Michigan. The Infectious Group Podcast is your source for jammy jams, music news, and the best in-depth music discussion. Thanks for joining us. Now here are your hosts. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Russ, and along with me is Kyle and Michelle, who was cursing about her baby right before we went on air. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell people that. It's from, from what I understand, the child was touching some of your things. Yeah, she likes to play with my watch when she's eating, and now she screwed up all the settings, and the watch face went away. And Kyle, as having been a parent for longer, um, I think we can both attest, that just goes away, right? Children stop eventually just playing with things they're not supposed to? Eventually. Yeah. It just, so, when they're 18. Yeah. <laughs> I will let you know in three years when Zach is 18. Uh, so we are going to have another fun topic of discussion, as always, in the second half of the show. For one of the things with this show, when we started, was like, and it'll be awesome. We'll talk about all the concerts we go to. And then a worldwide pandemic came about, which Michelle enjoyed, as I we did. clarified <laughs> on the show. Stop also telling people that. <laughs> if you hadn't said it, I wouldn't be repeating it. So uh, that's another thing you're going to have with your child, too, is your child's going to repeat a lot of what you say. It's going to be great for me. Good, because then I'll tell my child to call you. Nope. <laughs> so... Kyle and I got to go together to exactly a grand total of one concert after the show started. And I don't even think you and I got to go see anything after the show started. But I mean, obviously, you guys we went, went to two. What were they? Garth Brooks. And Lone Bella. We went to Lone Bella before the pandemic started. I'm uh, gonna... You said before the show started. What? No. <laughs> what is that? After happening the show here? started and before the pandemic started. <laughs> go on. Oh, boy. 
Holy cow. Did we go see Parker Millsap before? I don't believe so. Not and not after the show started, but before the pandemic started. I need, I need a whiteboard. You absolutely <laughs> need a dry erase board. <laughs> and so one of the big things that was going to be featured on the show was going to be like, you know, every couple of weeks we'll go to a show and then we'll talk all about how great it was and whatever happened. And then we got to go to one show and the whole world was like, you can't have fun things mm. anymore. Yep. So now since uh, some... Most cities are getting more back to normal. There have been a lot of concert tours of various sizes going back on tour. And we've all, I think between the three of us, we've seen just about every size show that there is now. And so we're going to get into that and talk about our experiences. Michelle's going to see if she can remember having been to a concert (laughs) ever (laughs) or when it happened. About halfway through the second half of the show, Michelle's going to be like, oh, the thing where they play live music. Okay. <laughs> that kind of concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, that is going to be in uh, the second half of the episode, which will be, I hope, fun for all three of us. Maybe just Kyle and I. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, we are going to get into some feedback to share. Feedback, Joe. Don't worry about that. Right. roll me without feedback. We don't have a ton to share this week, but we do have last week. We had a five-star review show up for the show, and I shared it, and I said, hey, if anybody's listening and you get a chance to leave us another five-star review, that'd be great. So we did get another one out of that, which is great. This review, five stars, says, music is a universal language, and I really appreciate the banter, and they continue to bring us interviews that are unconventional, fresh, and informative. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Very, very nice. And then we have a a listener, uh, EMC, who gets at us on Twitter a lot about when she's listened to our episodes. And she was the one that said that the, uh, was the last episode the one where Michelle said someone did a thing? (laughs) And she sent us a picture on Twitter of her uh, child sleeping in the car because she said she literally put on uh, like a binge of episodes because my voice calms her child. (laughs) Has the child go to sleep. So why don't you try that with Zoe? Like if she's picking at the watch and stuff, just call me up. Put me okay. on the phone with her, and I'll see if I can talk her through it. <laughs> <laughs> you need a straight jacket. You can do that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah I think so. Uh, and then we did get a voicemail, uh, the triumphant return of Seth to voicemail. Yes. We won't have the high audio quality like when he sent us uh, the, the clip for our 100th episode. But if you want to be like Seth and send us a voicemail, you can at 313-364-9899. And here is what Seth had to say. Hello to the infectious groovies. I'm really happy that you all made it through both of your 100 episodes. I thought it might be like a Y2K sort of situation where maybe like the whole podcast explodes afterwards or something like that. <laughs> I'm not sure how you agreed to get Michelle to continue to do the podcast after 100 episodes, uh, but congratulations, and that that's a feat in itself. Um, also, Michelle's got the math. I mean, I, I recognize her hard work and correctness in uh, the Pumpkin Spice episode, and she just continues to throw out these mathematic gems just you know, straight off the top of her head, not with the calculator, anything like that. Uh, anyways, so I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed your album pick, Russ. I have not heard this particular Elvis Live album, and boy, is it solid. Uh, I have to say, my probably my favorite Elvis song of all time is Suspicious Minds, and this is the fastest I've ever heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, um, I have a, well, another comment, but I, I figure maybe I'll just wait to let you actually put out your next episode before... I talked about my first concert going back uh, to live music. So so we'll, we'll leave it at that. Just know I'm coming right back at you next week, baby. <laughs> All right. Have a good week, you guys. Bye-bye. Two things. One, I like that it's a threat now. Like, and I'm coming back, back. yeah, <laughs> next week. Uh, and two, 
Michelle, did I was looking at something else. Did I detect that you were just now reminded of what our last episode yep. was about? <laughs> the entire time I was talking, I was like, please mention it. Please mention it. So if you've, if you've ever seen our YouTube videos, where I sit is on the opposite side of the basement from where I shoot the YouTube videos with all the records and everything. And so we're always in like almost like a concert lighting style setup when we're over here. And the whole room was illuminated by the light bulb that came on over Michelle's <laughs> head just now. Uh, I literally was looking at something else and caught out of the corner of my eye, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's exactly what we talked about. Goes, Man, that sounds like a great podcast. <laughs> I, at first, I was like, yeah, last week was our second hundredth episode. Yeah, yeah, right. We did skip last week. Yep, got it. And then I was like, oh, no, there was a record. Yep, yep, there sure was. Which means you rated so highly. I know. Too. There's nothing I can do with this. <laughs> uh, anyways, we are going to move right along. Our jammies. I have a couple of different things that I've been listening to. One is over the past month, I've slowly, I don't know why, but I keep forgetting that Duran Duran has a new album out. And so every so often I'll remember and be like, oh yeah, that's what I'll stream today. You know, so when I'm running errands or whatever. So I've been listening to it slowly over the last month and I've never really disliked anything Duran Duran did, but I didn't love their last album that came out like five years ago. Like I don't hate it by any means, but I didn't love it. I didn't know they were still thing. So Duran Duran, <laughs> you learn so much every week. I know. Yeah. Put out a new record like a month ago and I wasn't against buying it, but I was like, I don't, you know, I probably only spun Paper Gods like three times since I bought it five years ago. You know what I mean? So this new one though, it like kind of turned around and bit me in the ass because like I love everything on it. So, and actually right before you guys got here, it just showed up. I uh, ordered the vinyl because uh, streaming it was so great that I was like, okay, this one I'm going to listen to more than the last record. I think they cut a lot of fat too because the last record was two LPs and this one's one. Uh, you know, mm. I think they were just like, here's just the really good ones, you know? Um, <laughs> so, so would it be an EP? No. <laughs> <laughs> and because... Uh. Because of that, I also was listening to, I have their live album from like 84 or 85. It's called Arena. And it's probably what you said you wouldn't like about live albums for the most part, Kyle, where it's just kind of like, here's the greatest hits, like almost exactly the same. Except John Taylor is on fire Mm. on the bass. Like he's playing bass on the album like someone didn't let him play bass like that on the record or something. You know what I mean? Like he's literally mad at it. Yeah, like well, I think he's mad at someone. You know? (laughs) And so he's like every bass line he's playing like way better than the than the album. And Duran Duran's one of those bands that's criminally underrated as far as their talent goes. And they played all their own stuff. So it's not like just a bunch of session guys played this stuff and then, you know, they went on tour or whatever else. Like they played all their own stuff. So it's weird when you go listen to something like, uh, is there something I should know or hungry like the wolf? And he's just murdering his bass on the live album. So, um, what do you say? He slaps the bass. Oh, he did. They definitely slap it to bass in more than a few songs. Like just and actually when we had Aaron Ruby on the show, uh, back in season two, he was talking about how at the time he'd been listening to Duran Duran heavy and it was yeah. because of, yeah. of, of John Taylor on the bass. And I was like, Oh yeah, John Taylor is a badass. But like then when you listen to that live album, you're like, Oh, he's a super badass, you know? <laughs> uh, and then the other one, this is just a song I want to mention that's I went on a big spin of seven inch singles on Wednesday night and I played, I don't know, at least 30 or 40 songs in a row but for three days after i had the living years by mike and the mechanics stuck in my head and it's such a great song so no michelle sing no. it yep no nope. <laughs> i will play it for you every every time that you say sing it i'm pretty sure most people look at their car stereo or whatever and they're just like how does she not know that song it was a massive hit i'm sure i do it may have come out the same year you did <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, That's not, probably why. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, so anyways, that is what I've been listening to. Kyle, what are your jammy jams? So for the first time in a long time, I have I have one specific song that what? has been stuck in my head. But not just the one song. It's one song and two albums. Okay. Is it Don't Cry by Guns N' Roses? Because no. it's on both Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. <laughs> Damn it. I had a shot. This was the one time it was going to be GNR from Kyle. There is a gentleman named Capella Gray, and he sings a... As in like Aka? Well, uh, that's where his name comes from, I believe. Okay. But uh, he's a singer, singer kind of... Yeah, he's a singer. I guess you can equate him to... He doesn't rap. He's a singer. Fair enough. He samples Back That Ass Up by Juvenile. Oh, well, who doesn't? Um, I always hear country artists sample that. <laughs> the song is called Guy Alice. Okay. And when I first heard it on the radio, it's like, it's if anyone listens to the radio or streaming or pays attention to the... Who um, wouldn't listen to the radio? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and if anyone pays attention to the... The interrupting cow over here. The, <laughs> list, the list that Spotify comes up with, you know, like whatever, the featured artist. Yeah, yeah. It's been on several of those, so... Yeah. Yeah. You might have run across it, but I when I originally heard it, I was like, "Oh, how dare you try and sample that song? Like that song is classic. Leave it alone. Sure. Don't touch." Yeah, yeah. And then the more I listened to it, I was like, "Damn, they kind of did a good job with this," and I like this it. This is going to seem like a way out there comparison, and I haven't heard the song you're talking about, yeah. so I'm not comparing the songs. But when "You Can't Touch This" came out, a lot of people were like, "Are you kidding me? Like you can't sample Super Freak?" Yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah. then, like, it was so well done in that song that everybody, like, I know a ton of people who. For example, the person I'm looking at right now who looks lost, who probably didn't know that you can't touch this is based on a sample of a song called Super Freak. So I know both songs. I just never put two and two together. Are you joking right now? No. For realsies? For realsies. It's the, it's the same thing. What, are you the person that uh, went, to, did you go defend Vanilla Ice in court? Yes. <laughs> You're like, no, it's doom, 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 doom. Yeah. Yes, it's the man. Do you not know? The man. So anyways, what you said about, you know, being like, you can't sample that. Yeah, and that's but, yeah. that is one song that's so like iconic of like '90s rap that like you, mm. it doesn't ever get it doesn't pop up. It would and be like sampling nothing but a G thing. Yeah, you yeah. I mean, it's, it's like just, as soon as that like um, I don't, it's not a whistle, but as soon as the uh, I think it's keyboard part. That yeah. As soon as that starts, you just be like, well, that's nothing but a G. Yeah. So when I heard it on the radio, I was like, what the fuck is it? Like, is Juvenile doing another version of this or what? And then it, you know, that's the song, but. I got so is it. it because of that you were listening to the original a bunch, or no? He's saying that he had one song and then two albums are his jam. Oh, 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 okay, my bad. Yes, you uh, guys were on two different <laughs> planes of existence for a minute. I just want to say real quick that if you're straightening us out, we are in real deep shit. Now. <laughs> Oh, God. You're welcome. <laughs> That's because I speak fluent Kyle and fluent Russ, yeah. so I had to be the translator that one time. So you wait. So on the show now, you are officially our mathematician and our translator. I'm the pumpkin spice latte mathematician. Okay. Okay. With don't res- ask me about gasoline with, or with respect to cassettes and LPs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very specific math. M- Michelle majored in pumpkin spice latte math with a minor in LP <laughs> cassette pricing. Anyway, I promise we're going to get some of this, Kyle. Um, because my uh, the vehicle that I regularly drive does not have any sort of modern technology in it, I still have a. <laughs> that's not true. It's a CD player. It has a CD player. It has a CD changer. Oh, that old modern CDs. technology from 1980. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
it's too big of a pain in the ass for me to constantly plug my little Bluetooth thing to the cigarette lighter yeah. or whatever. So I just end up struggle, man. Playing whatever CDs in the CD well, player. Plus, you get sound issues and stuff like yes. the power. And it sounds like shit. Yeah, yeah. So I just clicked on the CD player, and what was in rotation already without me having to move it around was the Marshmallows LP. Oh, fair enough. And God damn it! You know, I know a music podcast that reviewed that. Yes, and. They got some hateful feedback because somebody had the nerve to say Stan wasn't a good song. <laughs> and actually, Stan's another one of those, by the way, that like when I hear Stan and I hear uh, Thank You by Dido, I, I don't equate one to the other. Like, I don't, like when I'm hearing Thank You, I'm never thinking yeah. of Stan. And when I'm hearing Stan, I'm never thinking of Thank You, but I'm fine with hearing either song. And as we know, Stan is a great song. <laughs> not only do I not like Stan, I don't like Thank You by Dido, so. <laughs> so you were listening to the Marshall Mathers LP? Literally every time I put it on, I'm just like, God damn. This, it is. It's it is, thunder. It is such a great a great representation of how angry he was back then. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that and the Eminem show. Yeah. You know, are you just like, Marshall Mathers LP is an accurate picture of an angry young man having no idea that he's about to blow up. Yeah. And then the Eminem show is an angry young man being like, well, I didn't know all this was going to come with blowing up. Um, and on the complete opposite uh, end of the spectrum, uh, Taylor Swift's Evermore. Yeah, that's a great record. Uh, as, as what I, you know, well. I quickly listened to that just about a year after it was released. So I was right, <laughs> I was right on top of it. <sighs> Sounds about right. Yeah, Evermore and uh, Folklore are my, fantastic. My right absolute here. favorite uh, song on Evermore is... Is it the Boniverse track? No, it's Tis the Damn Season. Oh, okay. And damn it, 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 it's such a jam. Believe it or not, I pull a Michelle with that record. Like, you know how uh, if you're ever like, you know, hey, Michelle, that song from that album. She's like, I don't know yeah. song titles. Yeah. I have no idea what any of the names are of any of the songs on either Evermore or yeah. uh, Folklore because I just put the LPs on and let them go. And there's never a song. Like, I feel like I would more identify if there was a song I didn't like. And then I would be like, do not play this song. It was something similar happened to me when I was playing that is I, the only reason I know the name of that song and that I like it the best is because I would get at the end of it and be like, nope, I'm listening to it again. Sure. And just repeat and repeat and repeat. And then now, it, you know, now yeah. I know it. I'm that way with. <laughs> A lot of songs where I'm like, well, just pick up the tone arm and go yeah. back. Michelle, is there any chance you have some Jamie Jams? Or perhaps are you going to go listen to Super Freak? Or <laughs> I do have some Jamie Jams. Okay, load us up. I have one song and an artist. Those are two separate things, Russ. Okay, got it. Okay. Got it. I'm with you so far. <laughs> Kyle, I may call for a lifeline on this. I don't know if this was one of my Jammy Jams before, but um, it's a song called If You Love Me by Gracie, and I don't know where it came from. I don't know how I found it. It just is a song that's been stuck in my head um, mm -hmm. all week. I think you would like it a lot, Russ. All right. I don't know if you liked it that much. Yeah, it's a good song. I never heard well, of I'll be I able never to heard of her until you to said it. something about it. I'll be able to listen to it on our Spotify playlist. You will. And then coincidentally... This just this week I started not so I just switched over to Adele mode because it's been like super rainy and gross oh, in Detroit yeah. and I was like it you is know Adele what? season it so is. then I saw a meme that was like everyone it's time to turn off your Taylor Swift and turn over onto your Adele and I yeah, was like yeah. I actually did that without like even yeah. knowing that I was doing yeah. it turn your clocks um, back to Adele <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what I did but uh, I like her new sing single but mostly it's been all uh, and twenty one is my favorite and I know you don't like this it. is so silly but I still have not heard that song. 
her new single "Easy on Me." How it's everywhere. Yeah, refrain I because they're they're making yeah. they're ruining it for it's me Paradise because it's City. on the fucking radio all yeah. the time. Par- the, I'm sure par- you heard it on TikTok. It's because of the Paradise City rule from 1987 that I try very hard. Like I will act. I don't care how much I love a song. When somebody come, puts out a new song that I love, if I hear it like more than once an hour, I'll on purpose turn it off on the radio because I'm like I don't want this ruined for me. Yeah, when you everyone know? made the big uh, stink about her doing the Facebook Live or Instagram Live with yeah. her previewing the song, uh-huh. I was like, oh sweet like new Adele and then now it's all over the place and I can't not hear it every day and I'm like god damn so I lead a blessed life and not having heard it at all yes <laughs> yeah. absolutely uh, and also I don't dislike 21 at all 25 is hot garbage and I said that, that. is not hot garbage yeah, either it is. and it's well I mean it's the same record as 21 so there's that 21 again yeah it's, yeah 21 once more yeah. is that, that record and then but 19 <laughs> she will never beat 19 19 is my least favorite yeah that's you, about but, it. well you're wrong and that's cool. You know what? You haven't been on the YouTube channel yet. Let's have a fight on the YouTube channel. <laughs> let's have it, let's have a, a classic Michelle and Russ brawl. We can talk about uh, the Beatles. We can talk about Adele. We can talk oh, about Kelly um, Clarkson. Speaking of which, the other day I was posting on a music forum, and I uh, or no, on our vinyl page, on our uh, the Infectious Group vinyl Facebook page, and somebody posted that they had, were listening to um, Rubber Soul. And I commented and I said, that's like one that I forget about a lot because I'm such a white album revolver, uh, let it be an Abbey Road guy. And they were like, yeah, I forget about it all the time too. It really is a good record. And I said, yeah, but I don't say that in public because Michelle will tell me, see, I told you. And the person said, oh no, Michelle's wrong. It's not near, better than the white album, but it's a good record. So it's just more of the general public. Well, now I'm going to have to get involved in the vinyl community. You're welcome to. You're, <laughs> you're welcome to get involved at all <laughs> whoa yeah whoa. sick burn yeah that was that was a bit silly that's my bad so anyways those are our jammy jams and we are going to take a quick break and when we get back we're going to talk about uh kyle and i are going to speak from a very knowledgeable standpoint about the concerts we go to at some point michelle will i guarantee say things like i was at that one wasn't i or no was i no i wasn't at that one no yes i was i'm pretty sure that's a some sort of preview of the second half of the show but we'll we'll get there in a couple of minutes you are listening to the infectious group podcast on the odd media network we'll be right back Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Shannon. I'm Jamie. We're Married with Television. MarriedWithTV.com. We are a couple of Hollywood normies on the outskirts of the film and TV industry, and we talk about our favorite TV shows, music, and movies, and sometimes they talk back to us. Sometimes they do. Our podcast is Married with Television, one word, on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Possibly Amazon soon. And we are a proud member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Married with TV! Married with TV.com! Hi, I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hilary Doherty. And we host the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. Hey, Tina, did you know that Elvis crashed the Nixon White House for the sole purpose of getting a DEA badge and it worked? What? <laughs> Or how a gun control advocate senator out of California engaged in gun trafficking with notorious gang leader Shrimp Boy? (laughs) Shrimp Boy, I remember him. Okay, so, you know, we cover all of that and more from maladies, madness, mischief, and murder in U.S. politics. And we also host a bi-weekly interview segment called Lil Muck. We interview politicians, journalists, activists, and others who share their experiences in politics. Find the Muck Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and check us out on social media at the Muck Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are back. Ross, Kyle, and Michelle, the Infectious Group podcast. And as we talked about at the beginning of the episode, after the tremendous fumbling of who went to what concert, <laughs> when, when we started this show... We started in the last week of January of 2020. And so we had all the hope in the world that the whole world was going to go on normally and there was going to be concerts and everything was going to be great. And we were going to talk about all the concerts that we were going to as part of the show. And then as we clarified in the first half of the episode, between the time the show started... And the, when the pandemic started and all the lockdowns, we, we uh, you and I, Kyle, went to one concert, mm-hmm. and it was a week before Michigan got locked down, yes. and it was at a stadium, <laughs> so it's pretty much a super spreader event, is what you and I attended. Yep. Uh, and I think, actually, this is a comedy show, but I think what you're thinking of is we also went to see Letterkenny. I know that. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> Great. I think that's what you were thinking of. Could be. <laughs> no one knows what she was thinking of. Who's to say? <laughs> Who is to say? So I do want to say we try to provide a positive and entertaining show. And I don't want anybody to think that this whole thing is going to be like, and here's our thoughts on masks or vaccines or whatever. Like, we're going to have to talk about those things to some extent because of, like, some shows they're requiring it and whatever else. So we're going to talk about that to a certain extent. But our goal here is not to give you more of what you hear on, like, CNN or, or if you're social looking media. For politics, there's about ten thousand other podcasts out there for that. <laughs> yeah. Did you just become from Minnesota? <laughs> hey, if you're looking for podcasts, pal, gotta tell you, you're doing into the wrong show, there, guy. And also, I think I, I think I moved from Minneapolis to Chicago in the middle of that time. There's a little Boston in there. Yeah, and, and Michelle's just wildly confused. The person who had full control over this episode in the first half is now lost. Uh, yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyways, we don't talk about politics. So we don't. And so, <laughs> what, I swear to God, this is not set up for funsies. This is the order of the questions okay. that I had it in. How many concerts have you been to? <laughs> Since, since you've only been to one since all the lockdowns started? I thought you'd been to at least more than that. No, you've only been to the one, and that was what? City in color? Yeah. yeah. What, what was the other one? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Well, you're supposed to know. What? I think it was only one. Let me get out my Michelle Day plan. <laughs> Go back there and see which, see which pages I have tabs on. Well, I live with her, and I seem to only recall one. Okay. So. <laughs> now, have, did you only go to the one, or I thought you'd been to... I've been to... Oh, no, you I've went to, to two, yeah. You went to the Lone Bella with me. Oh, I've been to three, then. Okay. What was... Oh, NF2. that's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, so the show, the Lone Bella we know was like an outdoor, almost like Little Shed show. I do, What would you say? There's probably three, 400 people there? Yeah, it was it was full of people, but it wasn't a very big area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. It's in what they what the venue refers to as their beer garden, but it's huge. For yeah. Them. No, it's, yeah. It's an extra large beer garden. I would like every beer garden to be that size. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the NF show was at... DTE. Okay, so that's... Which now is from- all... So we... It's all outdoor, but there's seating that's under... It, you know, that's indoor or covered, whatever. Under pavilion. Yeah, so I... We stayed in the outdoor area, but like... 
there was a shitload of people there. So I don't have the numbers in front of me, and it's funny. I've been going to that venue my entire life, and I don't know. I want to say it seats around eight to 10,000 or something like that. I think between the pavilion and the hill. Yeah. I might be underselling that. But for anybody who doesn't live here in Detroit, your local outdoor amphitheater is the same venue as this. Yeah. 15,274. Okay, that's not bad. 274. 15,274. Okay, good. Good. It's the extra 274 that really puts the place over the the top. (laughs) But anywhere that you are, like uh, wherever you're listening to this episode, if you have an outdoor amphitheater that hosts... um, uh, what I would call arena acts, you know, like a Van Halen, that size, yeah, yeah. that this is what this place is. So I'm just trying to paint a picture for folks. Yeah. So you, that's what you you would say is probably your uh, biggest crowd. The, well, no. How many people does the Fillmore hold? 2,900. That's it? The Fillmore Detroit capacity is 2,900. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Wow. Did you know the Fox Theater in Detroit holds 6,000? It doesn't seem like the Fox Theater is that much bigger than the Fillmore. The Fox Theater is 5,174. St. Andrews is 1,000. Detroit Opera House is 2,700. Well, we don't need the capacities of every venue in the world. The Joe used to be 20,000. The well, Joe now holds no one. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mind is fucking blown right now. That The DTE sure. holds 15,000 people and Fillmore holds two. Fort Field is sixty five thousand, but that's that's just for that's for all actually, the seats. Actually, I will need Comerica Park's okay. uh, numbers here in a minute. But anyways, having Fuck. said that, so at the amphitheater show though, DTE, yeah. So that was was you would say it was full. Was it a sellout? Or? It was damn close to full. There was a lot of people there. Okay. Oddly enough, when me and her went to go see City and Color at the Fillmore, I felt like it was more full there. But you're in an enclosed space, right? right? So you can't really judge it by that. Yeah, yeah. So that was my next question: was what the, what was the largest crowd you've been in? And it would, although I'm sure you don't have the exact attendance numbers for the NF show, that would be the yeah. There was a the lot of people there. Three. I would say City and Color was. Um, it wasn't sold out. There was a ton of like we got on purpose upper balcony mm-hmm. to like kind of be away from people. Like yeah, I didn't so want to be. Grandma on... could get in the car quicker than the kids. <laughs> Accurate. No, no, I just didn't want to sit. I, it's a pandemic. Even though like you had to be vaccinated and to get in, like I wasn't about to rub elbows. So she can get beer. And then, we and did then, sit yeah. in an aisle and seat. And then pee. Yeah. 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 Although I did not pee once. That's, not once. That's true. He peed. I wow. did not pee. I know. Wait, you didn't go to the bathroom or you didn't pee? (laughs) (laughs) I do have some extra depends from when uh, I was uh, pregnant, so. That is entirely too much information (laughs) for our podcast. So now, okay, what's interesting is I've been to, so I went to the Lone Bellow show with you, which mm-hmm. we, we I had a guess was three, 400 yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I actually saw the Lone Bellow again the week before last in Dallas, and I I want to say that attendance was probably right around 400, and but that show was indoor in a theater type thing. Like, like uh, I would guess the max, max capacity on that particular place was probably eight or 900, something like that. Uh, typical old style theater that probably showed the talkies in the 20, <laughs> in the twenties or something along those lines. And uh, what was interesting about that show and Michelle, you mentioned that, that mm-hmm. you needed to have proof to get into the uh, same yep. color show. There was a mask mandate in Texas while I was there and you were supposed to wear a mask at the concert, but not one person in the place was wearing a mask. <laughs> And as a matter of fact, I was asked by one of the concert organizers why I was wearing a mask when I got out of the car. And I said, because of the mask mandate. And I was told that that he does, in so many words, he told me um, that he didn't care about the mask mandate. (laughs) So I thought. Sounds like Texas. (laughs) (laughs) What's interesting, though, is so you said Comerica Park holds 41. Something like that. Okay, so I went and saw Mammoth, Wolfgang Van Halen's Mm -hmm. uh, Van Halen's kid, uh, open for Guns N' Roses at. 
Comerica oh, yeah, Park. So that's hands that. down the biggest show that I've been to. Except that GNR didn't exactly light the box office on fire. So I'd, the upper deck was maybe a quarter full. So mm. if I were to guess, I would say there was probably under 30,000 there, probably closer to 25, wow. but still a, a giant crowd though. So that was easily the biggest crowd that I've been in. And for that, there was nothing that you didn't, they didn't require vaccination proof or, or anything at all. Hmm. It was just like, Hey, come on in and let's all go to paradise city. That's how it was at DTE. There was no. See, it, now I've heard, and this is one of the things I want to talk de- about. It depends on the artist who's is playing. Is it the artist? Yes. Okay. Uh, the venue has not mandated anything. It's okay. the artist who's playing. And See, if you go to the DTE website, it tells you ahead of time what artists are requiring what. Okay. But I've seen, so like when I go on like Ticketmaster or the Fillmore site, it doesn't say it's for every artist or for like, so you're saying that it's, let me back up. So for on Ticketmaster, I went and looked for city and color tickets and yeah. only certain venues had a red cross next to it and those are the venues that had a you had to bring your vaccine card right so because dt doesn't have any rules right now they're it's up, to the, it's up, up to, to the artist to okay. to tell the, the venue what they want to have happen okay and yeah. i have a friend who works for live nation and he was saying basically at this point that what they're getting is what happens in these type of situations where all the customers are taking it out on like the venue of course yeah and it's like dude this is let's say the Fillmore detroit right it's a live nation venue man do you think the guy in charge of the Fillmore detroit has anything to say about whether or not they're going to require vaccination no. or not it's some guy in a boardroom somewhere that makes that decision so like don't take it out on the people at the venue you yeah, know yeah. you know the but, only thing that i have to say about it is that i wish it was more organized like yeah, you know yeah. that it's coming and and i don't know what that solution is but we got there an hour before we yeah. doors were at seven we got there at like quarter till and it took us over an hour and a half to get inside. Basically, nobody was even in the venue to see the opening act. That's how long it took to get into the venue. There ain't nothing that sets Michelle off complaining like taking a long time to get into a venue. It, I, lines. Lines. That's my biggest pet peeve. Yeah, I was going to say something along the same lines. Is that the, it, My only complaint is that they were very disorganized on how they were checking people. Yeah. So like it literally took forever to get through the line and then into the venue. The only time, this is way pre-pandemic, but the only time that I've ever had a hard time getting into a venue, I completely understood the reason was when we saw Prince at the Fox Theater. They had a thing in place where so that so you could not scalp the tickets you had to be there with your credit card and your id to mm. uh to get into the show so they didn't even print tickets and there were they had machines at the door where they had to scan your id and then put your card in to make sure it was you and that same card you used to get in Damn. as you might imagine that took forever with the aforementioned six thousand people to get in but at the same time all of us were like yeah but prince is on the other side of this one i'm through here so you know yeah. and, and you didn't have to wait in the line I did not, so, and then there. there's some, like when when Dave Chappelle came and played in Detroit, yeah, yeah. they had a separate location where everyone who was attending the show had to go and get verified, and then they could go to the venue and go into the venue. That makes sense. So that's much more organized, if you ask me. Like, it, which is great because I haven't heard anything negative about that Dave Chappelle special. So, <laughs> yeah, and that, from everyone's happy with it. From uh, what everyone, I yeah. yes, literally everyone. No, but that's that's smart. Like, yeah. go to a and place they announced and, it like, hey, yeah. you can't go directly to the venue. You have to come here. You get checked, then everyone goes over to the, the venue. Thing is, this is very much the Wild West right now, For where, sure. where everybody's yeah. like, "We don't know what to do." Like, we all agree we want live music. You know, and yeah. I'm speaking from the promoter's standpoint. You yeah. know, they're like, well, "Yes, we all agree." Well, how do you want to do it? Oh, that I haven't thought about. You know? Well, then I even saw when I bought the tickets, it was like, "Do not show up early." Like, do come when doors are open, and so like. 
I think that maybe if they had started. Is that another thing that's irritating you as you were trying to follow the rules and they wouldn't let you? Yes. Yeah, that is. <laughs> that really is a hardship that you Some face. other people were not following the rules. So what was the crowd like? What was the vibe like in the crowd? Was there a bunch of people? And like I say, we're going to skirt this, but were you having a bunch of people around you be like, oh, I can't believe my rights got no, violated? There, there was not, one, person. not okay. one single person at that entire venue was upset that they had to show not their vaccination card. Okay. Yeah. And the only reason why I even had that as a question is because, like I say, the GNR show was like, just, hey, man, come on. Well, they were damn near inviting people in off the street because it was the ticket sales were so low. People were in the crowd voicing their opinions about how, like, their rights had been violated. And I was like, but they let you tap dance in, though. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there was, no, yeah. you know, but the other shows that I've been to with where there was either supposed to be a restriction of some yeah. sort or whatever, like, nobody said a word. Yeah. So, And I mean, even when I was at... DT didn't require anything, and there was uh, there were people that were wearing masks that were there. A majority weren't, but no one. I think everyone was just appreciative that they were able to see a goddamn live show. As far as the crowd, and, yes, goes. and no one was bitching about nothing. There was no one. It, it was there was no politics involved in anything. It was just I'm here to see NF. Okay, this was going to happen. Now, other than you having to wait in the line, Michelle, which as we mentioned is just a grave error on everyone's part. It really is. What was your vibe like at the show? Did you enjoy yourself, or were you just worried about getting back to bed by 10 p.m.? <laughs> um, both. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean to say, like, were you like, I, this is weird being back in a crowd. Like, did you have any feeling like no, that? Or there no? was like a brief moment where like, I realized I wasn't thinking about it. Like I just came to and I was like, shit, like I was actually just like pre-pandemic life sitting yeah, yeah. here, you know, pre-kid, you know, just sitting here enjoying a beer, watching a concert, having a great time, not worrying about whatever. Right, right, right. And uh I mean it did make me feel like I know people can fake vaccine cards and you can still get covid sure. but it still made me feel like a thousand percent better being in an enclosed sure. venue. Yeah. Like just a peace of mind, you know? And yeah. so um I was able to I feel like enjoy myself more. What was your vibe like? I think the Lone Bellow show was both of our first show. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that. We yeah, went to yeah. the last show together and the first one together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me at that show, me personally was very much like a Hallelujah! Like yeah. where where like I was way more concerned with being back than I was yeah. like what's the, what is the crowd well, see, like? I, I I can't not think about it. Sure. So I try to I remember when we went to that Garth Brooks show. It was just like and I I try to remember how it was when things were normal, and I can't because mm. it's been abnormal for so long now. Mm. And I, I just remember being so fucking happy and and being at that Garth Brooks show that like it was just uh, it was amazing. It was an amazing show. There was, the whole place was full of people. Yeah, like. Yeah. Everyone was getting, everyone was getting along. Everyone was singing along with all the songs. Like it, then I go to, we go to that Lombello show and like, I like, I feel like everyone's looking around like, (laughs) yeah. That guy got yeah, the COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it, there's like there's a, heaven forbid if you cough. Oh my lord! There is an underlying level of paranoia. Sure. Even if you th- even if you think the whole thing is bullshit, you think mass or any of that stuff, you can't not. That shit is eating your its way into your brain. Sure. Over this last two years or whatever it's are been you, now. Are you suggesting that perhaps the mainstream media is <laughs> yes, causing yes. people to think that way? So when I go, when I was at the Fillmore, even when I was at DTE, I'm in this big, huge, wide open area. And actually where we were sitting, it was, they have like that upper deck, the deck deck area sure, yeah, that's yeah. like up top. Yeah, yeah. So I'm up above and away from everyone. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't feel normal being around a shitload of people. And I want to feel normal being yeah. around a shitload of people. I think it'll come more with ease, like with more shows. I think it'll get yeah. easier. 
I think I, the summer it, will be the real test. I feel like, you know. When we come up yeah, on next summer. Yeah. Plus, that, there's a lot, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but uh, as far as, like, things t- returning more to normal. But there's a lot of tours that are going to return next year. So we haven't even really seen, like, right. a full scale. But we'll get into that and in a little bit. Go ahead. For me, like, at the film where seeing City in Color, it made it, it made it almost worse for me because we had... I had to. We had to go and stand in a line and provide proof of this. And it, so then, it, it, you can't not think about it, right? Sure. So, but then also along the same lines, I know that everyone was there. Everyone that was there was supposedly vaccinated. Right. So the peace of mind level was a little bit higher. But like you're still, it's still an underlying yeah. thing that is in the air. Yeah. No, I get that. No pun intended. What about no? Yeah. <laughs> oh geez. Um, what, uh, what about the vibe from the artists? Did you get a whole bunch of oh we're so thankful to be back? Like, oh yeah. Like do you yeah. think do you think maybe you got a better show than you? Dallas were? Green made it a point forty five times throughout the show to tell us how thankful he was that he was able to come back and play and that he just wanted to play live music again and yeah. and how people don't realize that artists were not making money yeah. like it that touring was did a lot you, of their did money did you throw a piece of paper on stage with the link to the our I episode did. about was, that yeah. Uh, yeah i did that everybody I wore else it on my th- shirt everybody actually. else was throwing uh, bras and you're like here's a piece of paper with our link <laughs> yeah. yeah but he made to mention that several times about like people he knows and just him yeah. you know having to find other ways to make money and yeah. you don't you know so he thanked everyone for coming out and, and that's how both Lone bellow shows were the, mm-hmm. like the one in Kalamazoo, the one i went to in dallas it was very much like a uh, holy cow are we really glad to be back and see you guys and I, I don't know if NF had been like practicing putting on a show this entire time that no one was performing. Probably, but Jesus Christ, I, that concert blew my mind. Uh-huh. I not only am I not a huge fan of live rap music to begin with. Yeah, I don't think anybody is. I don't. I don't know what I was expecting, but I was not expecting that good of a performance. Yeah. and especially coming off of a pandemic. Right. Like he. Well, hopefully, blew my yeah. Mind. Well, I think, and we talked about this early on in the pandemic. Like we're going to separate the men from the boys, as far yes. as like you know, what I mean, like obviously he used the time. It to is practice, very apparent you know? that he takes touring and live performances very, very seriously and doesn't fuck around. Now, conversely. I did go see Guns N' Roses. <laughs> but it is apparent that Axl Rose did not even remotely warm up his voice before the show, let alone d- during the One time. Just, a, just, just a mess. Just a, just a mess. And I will say I ended up having more fun at that show than I thought that I was going to. But one big difference is Wolfgang Van Halen has dealt with a whole shit ton more than the rest of us. Yeah, the oh, pandemic's yeah. been happening to that guy, and he lost his dad. Yeah, it, you know, and this wasn't just oh, that's you know, my dad's Eddie Van Halen. If you look into anything about Wolfgang Van Halen's relationship with his parents, they're like super, super tight. Like his relationship with his dad is the type of relationship every father should want with their kid, and he lost his dad. That, and then being in the music industry, and everybody constantly prepar- oh, comparing him. And, yeah, and then he, then he has the the against him where he. He's trying to start this band, and then everyone's like, oh, yeah, of course you are. Your dad's Eddie Van Halen. Oh, yeah, okay. I would start a band, too. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Wolfgang yeah, just Van like Halen that. is so immensely talented. There yeah. was a point in the show, and I didn't even mean to get into this, but there was a point in the show where all, the entire show he had a keyboard in front of him, and he had his uh, guitar on you know, the whole time, and he was singing. And so there were songs where he was either playing keys with both hands or playing guitar with both hands, or sometimes he would be um, hitting chords with his left hand and playing the keys with his right while he was singing. And then there was a song 
where he, when he finished it, he was soloing like way up high on the neck and he turned his guitar to where he was hitting the keys on the bass keys <laughs> on the guitar with the headstock what? on the guitar while he was still soloing. I can I do mean, that. Yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah. It's super easy. It's as easy as uh, PSL math. Uh, <laughs> sounds like an advanced math course in high school. <laughs> Michelle is in remedial PSL math. <laughs> but Wolfgang not only was like thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this but like same thing like i'm so glad like because this dude needed to get out of the house man like yeah. you know all he's doing is sitting around being sad about his old man passing and then gnr came out and acted like nothing ever happened <laughs> like not even there was not in axel i will say this axel was in the best mood i've ever seen him in in 30 plus years of gnr shows he was being hilarious like there was a whole thing where slash's guitar came unplugged during welcome to the jungle and uh axel was like cracking up hard about it and then he was like there's a national emergency like the whole band's doing like the doon 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 during the do you know where you are part and axel's like everybody hold on there's a national emergency slash's guitar is unplugged like and he was being really funny but like not even once did he like hey by the way good to see you again yeah you know I, like i just don't get that like what do you why on earth would you not mention that yeah. well i feel like and i'm not trying to be political but i feel like some people who don't think it's a serious are just they, and that's very possible yeah. too yeah so well, if, if you don't if you don't think that it's a thing then yeah i don't want to point gonna... fingers but let's just say you spend your whole life in a mansion in malibu you probably <laughs> don't have that's very you, specific you might <laughs> yeah i wasn't talking about anyone specific <laughs> But you might not have that perspective either. Like for him, he he was probably just like, oh, did something happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My next question is, where are you at with this now? Where, will you keep attending shows? Will you go to bigger shows? Will, will it now? This is where I want to skirt it a little bit. But like, will it matter to you if you go to an indoor show and they don't have, you know, you have to be max, vaccinated or whatever else? Like, would that stop you from going to a show? Well, I guess we'll go to Kyle first while Michelle gathers her thoughts. <laughs> Uh, no, that would not stop me from going to a show. Yeah, I, I, I did my fucking part. I'm going to go to a show. I guess that's my answer, too, because it doesn't matter if he goes to a show <laughs> unmasked and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Kyle's just going to bring home the Yeah, he's just going to bring it home anyways, so I guess it doesn't matter. I guess that's my answer, too. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the only way to get yourself to stop from constantly thinking about it is to go and do the things that are making you think mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. And then eventually things will become normal again. I'm just so, worried about our baby. Yes. Uh, oh, you care today? <laughs> Once I fix my watch, I'll care more. Once she stops touching that watch. <laughs> if she doesn't stop touching that watch, then yeah, I won't care. But I mean, it's interesting that you say that because we have friends in the band um, Sunset Boulevard and they play anywhere between five to a th 500 to 1,000 people. They usually play to. And... Uh, so I've gone to see them probably 10 times since the pandemic has been, uh, since the lockdowns have been lifted. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like having one of those shows nearly every weekend has really helped me get back in the swing of things where yeah. it doesn't seem like anything to me now. Right. You know, like I'm going to LA next weekend and then the Monday that I get back, we have a show to go to and it's like not even on my mind that it would be weird. And that's a very small room. We're going to be in right. that place. You know, that's, I think a 
two, three hundred seater at a guess. So I, I don't know where you're at on the capacities, Michelle, <laughs> but uh, we're going to a very small place in Ann Arbor. And that's, you know, I don't know what their, what their thing is, but like to you said, I, it, I'm good. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm fine either way. So how I want to round this out is, is it 400, Michelle? Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if you were counting me down to something. <laughs> so I pulled the plug. We're yeah. done here. Yeah. Yeah. This episode's over. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week without music. Yeah. Like <laughs> Um, do you think that we're going to ever return to Dr. Evil quotes normal? Do you think we're going to get back to normal? And and when I say normal, I'm not talking about the world situation as a whole. I'm talking about concerts. So Michelle, yes, you absolutely think so. I think that, yeah, I think, and this is just from my stance from Michigan. I don't ever, there's just like place in the world, but I, I go out. Like right now, and it's like nothing ever happened yeah. in general, and so I can't imagine that concerts won't follow. Like yeah. I just, I just feel like it's gonna. Well, my be- my big thing, the reason why I threw this in here is because like Garth Brooks started his stadium tour, yeah. and then just was like, never mind. Like, and just stopped doing his stadium tour. And, uh, you know, him and Trisha both uh, had corona at some point. And so he was like, okay, this isn't worth it, you know. And that's a huge sellout several stadiums yeah, in every yeah. city tour, you know. And then uh, your boy The weekend. Yeah. Just postponed everything until to next year. Yeah, right? until next year. Yeah. Now I read, and correct me if I'm wrong on this. I read that the ex- well, I, this isn't the right word, but excuse for the postponement is they want to move it to stadiums instead of arenas. Which I get that. Yeah. Like if somebody blows up, like when I almost said when you and I saw Adele, but you did not see Adele on that tour. Um, on the 21 tour, her favorite album. I saw Adele. On that tour, we bought our tickets for uh, the Royal Oak Music Theater, which I guess holds 2,000. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is karma for me uh, saying stop listing off all the, <laughs> the things. But we saw Adele. We bought those tickets for that show before the album blew up. Mm-hmm. And then by the time that came out, she like she started that tour in theaters and ended it in arenas. You know, So I've heard of that happening before. Yeah, I, I imagine uh, one check looks a little bit better in your bank account than the other one. So. <laughs> yeah, it's probably at least one extra zero. <laughs> 1700 yeah. Okay, there you go. That was close. I'm pretty close on all these guesses. So what do you think, Kyle? Do you think we will get back to normal? I think that this whole thing has fucked with people mentally. Yeah. It's pretty well known that people are having mental issues regarding everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, And at some point, things will recover fully, and I don't know when, but... I feel like we're going to know by the spring because of all the huge summer tours, yeah. you know, like, and then you have two other big ones, Roger Waters and Rage Against the Machine when they postponed, cause they were both supposed to tour in 2020. Mm. And I don't know, like a month into the lockdowns, both acts were like, nope. Yeah, and, yeah. and then not only nope, but both acts pushed their whole thing back to 2022. Like they didn't, cause like Garth was, you know, Garth and the weekend and whoever was like, okay, well, 2020 is out. So we'll see you in 2021. Right. Yeah. But like Rage Against the Machine and Roger Waters are two huge acts that were like, no, nah, yeah, no, we're not even trying it next year. You know? So I feel like next summer is going to be the one. Yeah. And I say spring because by spring, all the tickets will be on sale. Jesus, sometimes concert tickets go on sale a year in advance. Now it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Well, we're supposed to be going to uh, Denver in May. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that by then. Yeah. See, that's why I'm traveling so much right now. I'm testing it out for you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I still what I can. Because of how people work, things have no choice besides to go back to normal. Yeah. That normal will possibly be different than the normal that we have been used to. For sure. But it will be a normal, a new normal. But it, it, will, it will eventually get back there. I don't know when. And I think the more crowds, like, for example, I've been to a lot more shows than you guys have just mostly because of having the friend in the local band, right and i'm old <laughs> and 
No, I mean since the, <laughs> since the pandemic. Not ever. I'm still I'm still older. Yes. But I My bad. Th- like for me, I think it's as easy as it is because I've been to that many, yeah. right? And you're gonna come along because you're you're just behind me. Right. And then, you know, grandma's gonna go to another show here soon. <laughs> and but like I feel like that is gonna happen for everyone. Yeah. The more people step yeah. out and go to shows, the more they're gonna be like Okay, this is more normal and this is better. I'm still not looking for people to fall on me and spill their beer all over no, me. We don't have to get back to those good old days. No, but. I like the fact that people are afraid to be around you because <laughs> I don't like people being around me at a fucking concert. I just realized so, we're going to end up with you in a dream concert situation. We're like, <laughs> yes, Kyle's, Kyle's yeah. going to get to see live music, which yes, he has a love for yeah. now, but then people aren't going to be around. <laughs> yes, be absolutely. And also, we talked about this in the early days of the pandemic. Bubble concerts. I'm still open to bubble concerts. Yeah. I would go to a bubble concert. No, yeah. I would. I would go see almost anybody with just just be in a bubble. Yeah, and and see the Even, show that way. Uh, who did it? Creed. Nope. The other oh, way. Flaming Lips. Yep. I've seen the Flaming Lips outside of a bubble. So, <laughs> I thought you uh, didn't like the Flaming Lips. I don't, but I went and saw him. What's his name? Uh, Wayne Coyne. <laughs> I'm sorry that that offends you. That's his name. Or it's something along those lines. <laughs> I have never heard that name before, and I would have assumed I would have heard his name before. So we like want him. to hear from everybody listening to this episode <laughs> regarding, believe it or not, we want to hear from everybody not regarding the lead singer's <laughs> name for the Flaming Lips and or Michelle's opinion of his name. But we would like to hear from everybody. Have you been to shows yet? Are you not going to shows yet? And honestly, even though we try and keep the show positive. You're right. And... Uh, <laughs> Weird. I'm going to... That's going to be another sample. <laughs> so, even though we try and keep the show positive, like, if you have an opposing opinion outside of, like, vaccines are dumb, you know, like, that's this isn't the show for that. But if you're like, I really don't want to go back to shows because of this or whatever else, like, share that with us. You yeah. know, hit yeah. us up on we social media. We don't want to hear what you think politically about anything regarding a vaccine. <laughs> yeah. But we do want to hear about what you think about going back to concerts. We don't want to hear what you think politically because we don't make you hear what we think politically. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yes, also, exactly. and, and, and as one more reminder, we don't want to hear what um, Kanye thinks politically. Yes. <laughs> Just as also that also we believe in science oh boy so we got so close to getting out of this episode. and you like looked at kyle like you were getting away with something i mean he believes in science too please make sure that you use the multitude of ways that you can to get a hold of us uh go to michelle's house and knock on the door infectiousgrouppodcast.com our facebook page our vinyl facebook page which i'm going to invite you to as soon as this episode is over our twitter our instagram leave us your thoughts have you been to shows are you going to go to shows do you have a show that you're anxious about uh you know what do you think about how this is all going to go if things are going to get back to normal and next week we uh, this hasn't happened yet this hasn't been recorded yet but next week we are uh, planning to bring you an interview with parker Millsap, which we are very very Yay! very excited about yeah and that came about because Parker was featured in our Jammy Jams one week. And when we put the new episode up on Twitter, a bunch of people retweeted the episode and he was tagged in the episode. And it was uh, one, one of our two parts about 1991. Mm-hmm. And he replied to our tweet and he was like, I wasn't even born in 91. Why is this happening? You know, he's getting like 100 retweets, you know. And, uh, Which makes me feel old. Right. And so I replied to him and just said, oh, well, we have a segment where we talk about music that we love every week. And you came up this week. And he, on his own, went to our website 
and shot us uh, a message and was like, I would love to come on the show and talk about it. So by way of a long story, because he was in the middle of a tour himself, by way of a long story, uh, we are scheduled to interview him early next week, and then we will bring that to you next week. And then uh, if not, we'll just, I don't know, gather and talk about some other things. Uh, but <laughs> I believe <laughs> we can talk about Michelle and science. <laughs> you I don't so, understand it. You are slowly becoming uh, like the academics of the show, like you're part math team. Teacher, yeah. part science teacher, part translator. Yeah. yeah, she's doing the language class. She, I can take an elective with Michelle. I'm really good at school. I'm about that. Without music, life would be a mistake. Bye. Bye. Infectious Groove Podcast is hosted by Russ Robinson, Kyle Wimple, and Michelle Kasalecki. Produced and edited by Russ Robinson. Intro and outro music composed by Chris Kimmel. Opening credits read by Stacey Robinson. Recorded with a Rode Podcaster Pro and Rode Pod Mics. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.